one of the hardest things you can go through is losing someone like a friend, a friend that understood you, a friend that you grew up with, a friend that you trusted, a friend you told your deepest secrets to, and a friend that really believed in you. Out of nowhere, you kind of lose them for many different reasons. And today I'm going to be teaching you how to overcome losing a friend, how to get through friendship breakups. I'm going to be bringing you through the science of it. I'm also going to be bringing you through the spirituality of it as well. When we go through losing a friend, there's a couple of things that can happen to us. And it all depends on the subconscious mind on how you respond. When you lose a friend, one of you are going to be increasing your consciousness, meaning you're going to continue to grow. You're going to continue to heal your trauma. You're going to heal your stress. You're going to heal while one friend may not be doing that. And when we do that, we easily start to, we can't relate to each other anymore. We're not the same people, right? At one time when we became friends, we were the same people. Now we can lose friends for many different reasons, but I want to share something with you today to give you a whole different perspective on life. When I was in about 2011, I joined the football team. I was never a football player in my life. I just wasn't a football player. I was a basketball player. I played for the number one school in the country. And Bob Hurley, who is a Hall of Fame basketball coach, came to me one day and said, hey, look, I think you should try football. And I said, football? I'll never try football. He's like, you're big, you're strong, go try football. I went to go try football, and the whole football team hated me, hated me, hated my guts. And I remember... They, after football practice, they said, why did you join football, Nate? You're, you're a basketball boy. You know, you're not built for this. And I said, well, I have a dream of becoming a division one football player. And they all laughed. And when I say they all laugh, <laughs> they laughed at me. Like I told one of the funniest jokes in the world. And I felt really bad. I felt really down. This is a time where I was homeless and I was trying to figure out my life. And I was really scared. Time was ticking, right? It was going into my junior year. I'm like, how do I... How do I get this scholarship? I want to go to college. I want to get out this city. How do I get the scholarship? I always thought it was for basketball. And as I'm walking out the locker room, this kid named Ray Ray comes to me and said, hey, Nate, I want to let you know, I believe in you. I was like, oh, well, I was like, you believe in me? Because as I was walking out, I kind of doubted myself about this whole thing. I never played the sport. And um, every day I went to practice, these dudes were trying to knock me out every day. They did not like the fact that a basketball player came over. Since we were the number one basketball school in the country, they were the underdogs as a team in the in school. So they always looked at basketball players as a threat. If you come over here, now you want to play on our team and you want to take one of our spots. You're not doing that. So I was already kind of doubtful. I had this little doubt, but I was trying to train my mind like, no, no, you could do it. You could do it. You could do it. And Ray Ray is his name. He came up to me and said, nah, Nate, I believe in you. And from that day, Ray Ray was my biggest supporter. Ray Ray was like my best friend. He became my best friend. He came to my to the hotel with me after, you know, when we live in a hotel. My dad loved Ray Ray. Come to find out that my dad used to hustle on the street with his father. And me and Ray Ray came really tight. And as I started to grow in football and I started to become a better football player, Ray Ray would always tell people, yo, yeah, I used to try to play Nate. Yeah, I used to try to play Nate. I told you Nate was going to be a good player. And I became the first Division One football player in school history. And when I got my scholarships, I told Ray Ray, hey, I want you to come down to a couple schools with me to visit. And Ray Ray was like, yo, we're going to go down these schools. Let's go do it. And Ray Ray came with me to Delaware State University on my visit, my official visit. 
And when you get an official visit, basically, they bring you down, they pay for your hotel, they pay for your transportation, and they and they pay for everything. They want you to have a good time. They're trying to sell you on why you should come play for this school. And I can bring somebody with me, and the person I wanted to bring was Ray Ray. So Ray Ray and my dad came too. So me, Ray Ray, and my dad went down there. We visited the school, and Ray Ray pulled me to the side and said, Nate, this is the place for you. I feel it. I feel it. And I said, you know what, Ray Ray, I feel it too. You know, like, I, I trust your word. I go to college, have a good career, and Ray Ray was on the street. So I would come home and I said, yo, Ray Ray, what are you doing? Like, you didn't go to college? Like, what are you doing? And Ray Ray was like, you know, I'm doing what I'm, I got to do to provide for myself. I'm like, Ray, you can't do that, man. Like, you can't hustle. You got to go off the streets. And Ray Ray, me and Ray Ray was coming to a disagreement. And Ray Ray was never the person to, we never had an argument in our friendship. And, um, I said, Ray, Ray, you got to leave this thing alone, man. You know, you see most of our friends dying or going to jail. You got to get off the street, Ray, Ray. And um, I said, Ray, Ray, if you're going to do this, I can't be around you. I can't. I can't be around you. Because if if you get if I get caught and you got something on you, I lose my scholarship. I go to jail. Like, I can't risk this. And he said, Nani, I understand. He said, um, he gave me a hug and he said, listen, right now, I'm proud of you, and I'm proud that you, when we watch you on TV, on your games, we all cheer for you because we are living with, you know, within you. Your dream is our dream, too. He said, but for some of us, we didn't have the discipline like you did, or for some of us, we're trying to make a way still. He said, but I respect the fact that you can't be around me. Now, when I said that, I said that to scare Ray Ray. I didn't say that because I actually meant it. I just didn't want him to do it. Um, and he kind of like, as a true friend, Ray Ray, said to me, Nate, listen, don't come around me at this moment. And within the next couple of years, I graduated college and Ray Ray and I will always exchange text messages or FaceTime. And I haven't seen Ray Ray. Um, you know, last time I saw him at that time was 2012. So now it's 2016, 2017. I didn't see Ray Ray. And um, Ray Ray one day sends me a long message and goes, Nate, you know, every day when I wake up, and I feel negative or I feel down. I think about the, 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 the conversations we used to have. I used to think, I think about manifesting. I think about these things. He said, you know, my girl's pregnant right now and we're going to go to Florida. And um, it's like, so on the East Coast, for those that don't know, like when you're in the New York, New Jersey area, when you want to make a change, most of us go to Florida. Or if you want to retire, you go to Florida. Or even if you want to save money on, on rent and stuff, you go to Florida. If you want better weather, you go to Florida. And uh, he's like, I'm going to go to Florida, Nate. I'm going to change my life. And I sent them a long message back. And I'm like, I'm proud of you, man. Like, when you get established, yeah, let me know. I go, yeah, I come down and visit you and stuff like that. And um, so Ray Ray's uh, girl was pregnant. And uh, Ray Ray just had his baby. So I'm on Instagram and I see Ray Ray and his family. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so proud of him. Hope everything goes good. And then one day I wake up and I get a, my sister calls me. And she's crying. I'm like, what happened? And she said, uh, Ray Ray was killed this morning. I said, Ray Ray was killed this morning. He said, yeah. I said, what happened? And she said, Ray Ray lend somebody money that's in the, on the streets in Florida. And the guy came to pay Ray Ray his money back. And when Ray Ray opened the door to get the money, the guy shot him a couple of times in the chest and killed him. And um, this is the same time I lost Romeo, 
this is the same time I lost lost a lot of people in the last couple of years, but um, that hit me hard. It hit me really hard. And um, she told me, she's like, um, you know, his parents wanted to let me let you know that the funeral is going to be next week. It's going to be here. It's going to be there um, at this time or whatever. And I hung up the phone and, and Haskiri came up to me. She said, what happened? And I said, uh, Ray Ray died. And it was a really, really hard, hard thing for me to, and it was really hard for me to, it was very challenging for me. And my sister called me the next week and she's like, are you coming to the funeral? And I'm going to share the science on why I chose what I chose. And I, I told her, I said, Tori, um, so for those, so you don't get this confused, I have two sisters. I have a sister on my mother's side and a sister on my father's side. Um, so my sister on my father's side, I'm very close with the sister on my mother's side. Anytime you hear traumatic stories, it's coming from the, the my sister on my mother's side. And I said to my sister, I said, Tori, I can't go. I said, I can't go. I, I can't do that. I can't, I just, I'm not, I, I can't, I'm not good with funerals. And uh, she said, no problem. She said, I will, I will tell his parents, don't worry about it. How to overcome a friendship when you lose them to death, some of you may be listening to this and you didn't lose your friend over death. You probably lost your friend over an argument or disagreement. Or like I said in the beginning, you're you're consciously growing whether or not, or it could be vice versa, right? We can't play victim here. Are you not growing? And they are. A, a couple things happen, especially if you come from a very stressful environment or trauma. Subconsciously, we respond faster, meaning... I call it you react rather than respond. I believe responding is more of like you thought about it, you felt it, you grounded yourself, and then you responded. Reacting is like, oh, you want to do this? Okay, I'm going to do this. It's like a quick, fast response. And if you have trauma or you grew up in the streets like I did um, and you come from an urban area and you're a minority, you're going to most likely find yourself reacting. And there's a couple things that you'll find. Number one, a lot of revenge is natural for us or natural for your friend to want to do. A subliminal messages on Instagram, right? Certain quote lyrics and things like that. Just so the whole world knows that something's wrong with you and a particular person, and but you really want them to know that you are saying it to them, right? And it happens many different ways on the streets, right? Like, I'm going to get back at you because you got at me. Secondly, we can avoid... Avoiding the conversation of like what I could have avoided conversating with Ray Ray about, I don't like what he's doing. So I just avoid and I stop talking to him. So you got to think about, are you doing that with the particular person that you're growing away from? Or is that person doing that to you? Some people are avoiders. Some people can't express them. They don't know how to communicate. That's the truth. They just don't know how to communicate. And if we're reacting to, then we're thinking that they're being cold, Right. And then the third one is a neg just negative emotions about the whole situation. Uh, so that can be a little bit of revenge. That can be a little bit of avoiding. That can be a little bit of gossip. That could be a little bit, a bit of drama um, and not really learning on how to see the other side of the coin. So subconsciously, this is how you can be wired. But one thing I want to bring to you on this is that if we want to change the subconscious we can't just say, hey, I got to stop avoiding. No, what you have to do, I'm not going to say you have to do, what would be smart to do is this is what I teach, becoming the new you.
So as a newer version of yourself, you no longer react, you respond. And the way you do that is by a practice I call mastering the why. Why did that happen? Why is my friend doing that? Why are we not talking? Mastering the why will get you to start retraining your brain on how to now respond rather than react. So we want to start to master the why as we grow in and transform into a newer version of ourselves. So revenge, yeah, I still always do that, right? On the street or with friends and, oh, you want to do this? I'm going to do that. But as a new you, how's that going to serve you? What is that going to do for you? Because one thing you'll start, to, you, you, you will come to conclude is that you're only creating karma for yourself. Stop trying to do God's job or the universe's job. Right. Secondly, when you are rewiring your subconscious mind, you have to use these mantras, right? So if someone's not talking to me or when Ray Ray and I was going through that situation, I, I thought when I went around him, instead of the old me being around people who used to deal drugs, the new me, I'm trying to create a new life. It doesn't match with the new me. So instead of avoiding I thought about it, mastering the why. Why is Ray Ray dealing? Well, Ray Ray's dealing because Ray Ray lacked, he didn't mature fast enough like me. Or Ray Ray had, um, he didn't, he didn't, I don't know, maybe he lived his dream through me because that's what Ray Ray did. Ray Ray was, and when I scored a touchdown, Ray Ray was waiting for me. After practice, Ray Ray went with me home. Like it was every single day. Ray Ray probably didn't believe in himself. And to be honest with you, I never saw, I never, I never mastered that why. I was so much in survival mode that I just had a great friend that was supporting me. But maybe I didn't do a good enough job of trying to see how, how he was doing in school. I'd never asked him that question. I didn't, I didn't spend time with him on seeing how he can become a better football player because he didn't start like I did. You see what I'm saying? So our friendship was like me being hopeless and him having hope in me. And we came together perfectly. But I never saw his side. He came to me. He came with me to the hotel to make sure I was okay. I didn't know what his living situation was like. You know? So when I had this conversation with Ray Ray, I didn't want to come off attacking him. So when you're going through this with your friend or you're going through a friendship that is breaking up, you got to also be honest with yourself. Right? How do you go about this without hurting their feelings? How do you go about this by communicating in a in a loving way, rather than making them feel bad? Yo, Ray, Ray you show me doing this, bro. What you doing? Now get away from me. That you know, that's the old you, the new you, the person you're transforming into and you're becoming. We want peace. We don't want negative emotions. We don't want to burn bridges. Some people can't go with us into the next level, but we want to be able to be. How can we still be loving? Why is my friend like this? Why are we breaking up? And a mantra you're going to have to also take along with you on this journey because you're going to lose many friends. Is You can't save everybody either. So if you try to save everybody, then what's going to happen is you're going to be sacrificing yourself. You're going to sacrifice your energy to try to put it in them. And they only can survive if you supply the energy for them. And then that means you're going to lose you. Can't save everybody. Some people need to go through their own experience. And I wish my friend didn't have to go through what he had to go through. But 
I can't, I, 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 I can't save that because at first you would think about regret. I should have done this better as a friend. I should have done that, or they should have done this, or they should have done that. The first thing we can do, that's playing victim. That's very, 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 very common for the old you to do, but not the new you. The new you, we don't play victim. We take personal responsibility. We take personal response. Okay, you know what? What did I do that I could have done better? Why is my friend like this? Why are we not talking? Did I Do I have to find a way to communicate? And even if you do all that and your friend still doesn't want to be your friend or they still go their own way, then then you go with the second mantra. I can't, Nate, Nate said in his podcast, I can't save everybody. I can't. Because as you're doing that, that's your healing as you go through mastering the why. You're healing. You're literally healing. But if someone else is not healing, they need more, they may need more time or more pain to heal. Now, in order to rewire the subconscious mind, one of the things you have to understand is that if you go back into old environments, then you can trigger as you transform, you have to be careful, you can trigger uh, an, emo uh, an emotional response, but particularly the old you has conversations, conscious experiences through perceptions, sensations, feelings, and thoughts. So if I went back to the funeral as I was trying to get through the old me, I I I mean to the new me from the old me, I just moved in with Haskiri's father and her. I was trying to figure out how to make a business in New York City. I was lost in my life. I was scared. I was trying to retrain my subconscious mind to do things that my family never done. I wasn't trying to be poor. I have an addictive personality. I didn't want to get addicted to anything. Now, going to a funeral at that time would have triggered a lot of PTSD. And then I know when I go through a PTSD trigger like that, it takes me out for like a week or two. And at that time, I, I didn't have the tools that I have today to be able to shift me out of that. Therefore, I chose not to go. I couldn't see my friend in a casket. I just couldn't see it. I couldn't see some of my old teammates. I didn't want to hear his mom tell me how much Ray Ray loved me. I wasn't ready for that. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I was honest with myself. So with you, you have to be honest with yourself. If you know your friend, if your friend is still alive and your friend is going to show up at that particular bar or that party or whatever, or a group of friends, you may have to protect your energy. Remember I taught you that in the podcast episode, protect your energy. You may have to say no right now, not because you're mean, not because you're lazy, not because you're looking for revenge. No, because internally you're just not ready. So in order to rewire the subconscious mind scientifically, having a new environment that is supporting you can be very helpful. So if you used to go somewhere with this particular friend, a group of friends every Friday, now creating a new ritual at that time and day can help you avoid the old you from going into your consciousness saying, you're missing out right now. Go on Instagram and check what they're doing, right? You have to, you have to re- you have to reestablish your environment and your habits, but most importantly, your environment. It's going to be, so if you know you keep going on Instagram, checking for things, just get off Instagram for a little bit. Chill. But don't just get off Instagram, stare at a wall. Do something more productive for the new you. It takes three days of momentum to do something. So the first three days is usually the easiest days when it comes down to changing our diet or changing our habits or changing our friends. 
the fourth and fifth day, that's when the old you comes back and goes, okay, that momentum that you had really good, did a good job of blocking me out, but I'm back. Now we have to understand that it's time to go to battle with the old you. And we can know, we, we can, if we know how long this battle usually partakes, then the better off we are at winning it. So it takes three days of momentum. And then after you accomplish that, clap it up for yourself. Aim for three weeks now. Because three weeks, 21 days equals a new habit. After you accomplish that, clap it up for yourself. Now go for three months. You get three months, you made it subconscious. So when you're going through this, if you do it the right way, don't cheat it. The more you cheat and you avoid, the more you lie. The more you lie, the more you feed the old you. The more you feed the old you, the more you're going to be affected by this. And you think that you're healed. Until somebody gives you an update about your old friend or your old friend reaches out to you. This is the same thing with partners and in, in relationships as well. All right. The next thing that we're going to have is the Eastern way, the spiritual way that we can get through this. Um, Buddha and Buddhist emphasize on how change is something you can't stop. And when you try to stop it, you create pain in your life. So sometimes with relationships and friendships, if you, if you don't, if you don't allow things to change, when you know it's time to change, you're going to bring a lot of pain in your life, a lot of pain. So starting to understand that change is natural and pain is usually a sign of growth to the subconscious will give you a confirmation that what you're doing is and what you're going through is normal rather than trying to stop change, increase in pain subconsciously, but consciously being comfortable. So everything, oh yeah, oh my God, yeah, let's take a picture. Oh my God, yeah. But deep down inside, you're not happy rather than going through the pain knowing you're going through the pain consciously and making you very uncomfortable, but over time healing the pain subconsciously. The next one is going to be, it could be hard for some of us to move on from friends because we can be stuck in the root chakra. And if we're stuck in a root chakra, we're in a constant state of fight or flight and the root chakra will make you not trust people. So meeting new people may be a fear of yours or thinking that you can't find new friends. You see what I'm saying? So the, the root chakra would keep you wanting to be a part of a tribe as well, especially if you have issues growing up with family and friends and imbalances and you found a group of friends or a friend that made you feel comfortable being you and then that's not going well. You may get really scared to really let go and move on because that may be a weakness of yours, right? And remember, honesty is everything. So we have to be honest. So Eastern the more we take care of that root chakra, the more we'll be able to help heal this. So establishing a program with your nutrition, your movement, and your subconscious to heal the root chakra would be very, very helpful. I have a podcast episode on chakras, series on chakras, if you go through my podcast episodes. But this is probably one of the biggest imbalances I see in my clients is the root chakra. And the root chakra, when that's out of balance, you'll never fix any chakras above. I'm sorry to say, but you can't. Because the root chakra is the foundation of the chakras. Therefore, if that's out of balance, they're all going to be out of balance. So there's a couple things I want to conclude this with to help you. Number one, understand that change is normal. Change is going to happen. And usually change happens in a relationship because one of you are growing when one of you may not be growing. Therefore, you don't see eye to eye. You can't because one of you are 
high up and one of you may be down low and you can't see eye to eye, right? Number two, you can't heal with a, uh, a blocked root chakra or imbalances with your root chakra. Um, you just can't. Number three, I want you to start, the more you understand that this is a process of change and becoming the new you and understanding the old you is going to get in the way many times of trying to, you know, create fear in you, uh, establish a comfortability, doesn't like to change. The more we master that why, along with mastering the reason why you and your friend are not seeing eye to eye anymore, and when things change, the more you accept it, and the more, so you'll be aware, then you'll be honest, and then you'll take action. Number four, you have to understand PTSD is a real thing, um, especially if you have PTSD like me, and certain environments can be triggering for you, so it can make it a more challenging if you try to just rush something or act like, you know, not act like it, but try to heal, but then you're still going in an old environment or doing old things that are triggering you about the relationship and about how you missed the relationship. So for me, it was a funeral home. For me, it was going back to the street, visiting my friends, and then they're still hustling. I'm like, ah, oh, can't do that. Today, when I drive through the city that I grew up in, I get a lot of flashbacks of, damn, I wish my friend was in a car with me. I wish my friend was seeing the life that I'm living today. But even today, I understand the old me used to be here. The new me, this is not my home anymore. You see? So, yeah, I miss these people. But the new me doesn't really know these people. These people don't know the new me. So for you, the, as you continue to grow, the new you will have new friends and start meeting people who are on that conscious level that you're on. And you, And then when you go back to the old places... Don't put too much pressure on yourself or understand if you do get out and hang out with some people, have conversations or see people for the first time, it's going to feel a little weird because you're a new you and they're going to try to continue to bring up old memories of the old you. And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot I did that. Oh, okay. But if they, the more that you're around them in that environment, the more they continue to remind you the old you, the more that you either leave with guilt or you leave being triggered. So don't go back to the environment until you're fully healed. And even when you do that, don't let your time, you got to learn how to protect your energy. Because if you're there for too long, you either be taken advantage of or you'll feel triggered because you're having conversations that are no longer progressive towards a new you. They're just continue to go back to the old memories. And that's not going to be something you're going to be very interested, especially after doing your self-development work. If you enjoyed this podcast, Leave a review. I love seeing your reviews on Apple, on Spotify. If you're watching this on YouTube, let me know down below which one of these steps helped you the most. That would be awesome. And if you would like to keep up with all my information for free, you can join my email list where you can get become the best version of yourself in just 10 minutes a week. I'm super excited for that. I turned in the first draft of the book. We got um, the publisher and I finalized the book cover. It will be on pre-sale in a couple of weeks. And um, these lessons in these in the book is deeper than this, what I just taught you today. They're more like defined and broken down. But if you like podcast episodes, if you like my podcast, you're going to love the book. The book is, um, it's very hard to not come on these. Um, I'm, I'm telling you the story about Ray Ray because that story didn't make the book. I didn't put it in the book. But there's so many stories of trauma that I went through that I overcame that I never shared with you because I was like, I'm saving these 40 for the book. And then out of the 40, you have like 15 that make the cut. And now I can share some of these stories in hopes of helping you transform your life 
and to the best version of you. That's what I want. I want you to know that you can heal, you can overcome trauma, and you can become the best version of yourself. It's not some cliche thing that you read on Google. This is a real thing, and I try to bring you real life stories to show you that. Peace.